Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode right here on the Preach Network. Now, as you may already know, uh, our co-host, Mr. Seth Trav, has actually been feeling a little under the weather for the past few weeks. Unfortunately, he suffered a uh, concussion uh, in a uh, in a a little little fender bender uh, a little while ago, and he just hasn't been quite feeling himself. So I've been filling in here on the Preach Network, um, doing kind of a little bit of like what I like to call like a super show, um, just kind of hitting, playing like the greatest hits from each episode, uh, each each show I should say on the network, just to give you a little bit of a taste of what the Preach Cast is like, a little bit of a sampling of Tales from the Crib, and of course just a sprinkle of the Switch It Up show. So really just uh, like dabbling in just about uh, everything uh, while our boy heals up. Um, if you want to uh, reach out to Mr. Seth Trav, um, by all means, uh, please do so uh, over at Basic Boy Gaming on Twitter uh, or at Seth Trav. Send him uh, you know, send him your love and support uh, so that he gets better and can jump back up on here uh, you know, when he's feeling uh, ready and able. Uh, he is uh, still pretty active over on the social media and uh, the YouTube. Uh, so uh, by all means, send him uh, a message. Give him a, subs- a subscription. Uh, subscribe to him. Uh, he still is getting out there and doing a little bit of streaming every now and then. Uh, he will have some new content up there. Uh, shortly, uh, but you know he misses all of you, uh, and I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Uh, and without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start off with the Preachcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of the Preachcast. My name is Glenn, and I will be doing this so solo, this show solo this week. You know, I had it all set up, I had it all ready. I was, I was trying to be too cool for school, and it just didn't, just didn't work out for me. Uh, but thank you for tuning into the Preachcast. As I mentioned in the uh, introduction to this episode, or all of really all of these episodes, this is going to be a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a brief episode uh, of the Preachcast. We're going to hit just a, a couple uh, of the segments just to give you a little bit of a taste uh, for what to, what to expect out of our normal episodes. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and roll right on into it. All right, so our first segment is actually going to be just Preach Play. Now, in case you've never listened to this show before, have no idea what to expect. First of all, congratulations for bring, being brave because there's just so many podcasts out there. The fact that you took the time to listen to a new one and stumbled upon us, we really appreciate it. And in Just Preach Play, what we like to do is actually go through, go over to Apple trailers, choose a trailer that we know nothing about, just something that, you know, whatever happens to be up on the highest of the most popular trailers over on trailers.apple.com. We play it, we kind of, you know, watch it and kind of talk about it afterwards, sometimes during not quite as uh, you know not quite as easy to comment on by myself but you know if, if something looks crazy or sounds crazy then I'll jump in so this week's movie over on Apple trailers is going to be 
211, uh, starring my main man, Nicolas Cage. It comes out in theaters and iTunes, and as always, you know I'm a big fan of when a, when a movie also comes out in iTunes, on June 8th. Uh, and it looks like uh, Nicolas Cage is by far and away the big star in this one. So let's go ahead and uh, and take a peek at this. But before we dive in, you know, Nicolas Cage, um, a lot of people give my man a hard time. Um, but I really feel like you can't take away from the fact that he was in a lot of awesome movies. And even if you're not, like, you know, not all, when I say awesome movies, like, he's in, like, some legitimately, legitimately good movies. And he's also in some movies, like, Gone in 60 Seconds, which really aren't the best in terms of, like, you know, they're not, they're not winning any Oscars. But, man, they are entertaining. You know, I love Gone in 60 Seconds. That movie's on. There's no way I'm shutting it off. I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan. I have no problem saying that. Yeah, he doesn't always hit the target, but my man is trying. He is out there acting he must love what he does because he is everywhere uh, and i am anxious uh to see what the 411 on is so without any further ado ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and just preach play This is completely safe. Yes, we do these ride alongs all the time. Ready to go? Yeah, I guess. Will you shut that thing off? Everywhere I go, they've got a camera in my face. This is the time to retire because everyone's got a camera and everyone's got a lawyer. I'm retiring at the right time. I was That's a right. cop at the right time. You're going to have a lot of crap to deal with moving forward. Five minutes. We're in, we're out, and we're rich. On the ground, now! On the ground! get to this active shooter as quick as possible. No, you were, you were an hour late, and we were outgunned. What took you so long? Okay, so not exactly, um, you know, the craziest uh, trailer. Basically, Nicolas Cage is in a is a police officer getting close to retirement, picks up a ride along, someone to come along with him for his one of his what looks to be one of his last days of police activity, and there is a giant bank robbery. Uh, I gotta say, for a movie for a plot that sounds like it has a lot of action, the trailer doesn't really 
I don't know. It doesn't really appeal to me that much. It seems a little, it seems a little boring. I'm not, uh, I'm not pulled in, and that, and that's hard because, like you know, like I said earlier, I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. So you know, you don't really have to come with a lot of Cage uh, normally to, you know, to get me to bite. Uh, but this, this one, you know, I think, uh, I think I might have to pass on. However, there might be some other movies coming out this week that might be worth taking a peek at. And now, with that, it is time for coming attractions. Coming attractions is our weekly box office recap where we talk about some of the movies that are coming out in theaters this week, give you a brief synopsis, and judge them harshly, uh, really with uh, little to no research. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and talk about, looks like, one, two, uh, it's going to be two? Well, that's kind of sad. Alright, it's going to be two movies um, this week. Uh, first of which is going to be Overboard, uh, starring uh, Anna Ferris. Uh, a spoiled wealthy yacht owner is thrown overboard and becomes the target of a revenge from his mis- from his mistreated employee. A remake of the 1987 comedy. Um, I think Anna Faris is funny, uh, so you know I would uh, I might uh, I might go ahead and see this. I have not seen the trailer or anything like that, but she is in a lot of funny you know a lot of funny movies. Her podcast is pretty funny, uh, so I mean I feel like I give that the, I give that the thumbs up. It is a comedy romance. Uh, rated PG-13. Openings opening on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, Tully is the next movie, and it is, uh, the description is, a mother of three hires a night nanny to help with her newborn. Uh, directed by Jason Reitman, starring uh, Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, uh, and Ron Livingston and Mark Douglas. Um, a mother of three hires a night nanny to help with her newborn. It is a comedy drama. Uh, that might be a little bit too close to home. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to the movies if I want to watch uh, a movie about a baby who is like acting up and she needs help with. Uh, unless the night nanny is like crazy or something like that. It might be. It could be interesting. I'm going to give it a maybe. I feel like maybe I would have to do a little bit more research uh, for this one before I went ahead uh, and judged it. But for right now, I'm going to go ahead and give it and give it the pass however you know if you go out and you see this movie uh by all means please let please let me know uh if uh tolly was worth uh checking out because i would love to hear from you and if you in fact want to go ahead chime in comment on anything that we talked about on this episode of the preachcast please you can certainly do so you can find us over on twitter at preachcast p-r-e-e-s-h-c-a-s-t and with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this small, short, brief episode of the Preachcast. Stay tuned for Tales from the Crypt. Gentlemen, boys, and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crib. My name is Glenn, and I will be your hostess. Together, we explore the wonderful world that is gateway horror. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get this short, 
episode, short but fun, informative. We're going to have a good time, you know, because it doesn't have to be a super long show to have fun, and I'm going to show you that right now, right here, on our very first and only segment uh, of this episode, The Buzz. I love this music. I don't get tired of it at, at, at all, ever. Play it all the time. It's great. Enjoy it. Uh, if you are interested in any of the music that you hear in these shows, please do yourself a favor. Check out the show notes. You will see links to all the music right there, so you can go ahead and listen. And luckily, um, you can. All these tracks are available on the freemusicaudioarchive.org. Um, so big thank you to all of the artists that make our uh, our podcast possible. Because you know, audio is a big deal, uh, and some of these uh, so- songs are just like super catchy. I guarantee you're going to be like thinking about this one later. This is this is a good one. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, The Buzz. The Buzz is our weekly, I'm going to say weekly at this point. We're doing pretty good. Um, Our weekly news segment where we like to talk about all the, like, you know, little little murmurings that we have going on in the wonderful wide world of horror now. Um, There is one big one that I want to focus on. It's actually, to me, I feel like so big that it's really the only thing that we're going to talk about on this uh, shorter episode of Tales from the Crib this week. Uh, and that is the fact that uh, Nickelodeon is actually going to release uh, on, you know, on in theaters uh, from Paramount Pictures a "Are You Afraid of the Dark" movie. They unveiled the logo. It looks pretty much identical to the TV series that we all know and love. And for some reason, if you were listening to this show out there in Internet Land and you have no idea what "Are You Afraid of the Dark" is, let me go ahead and refresh your memory, or possibly. In introduce you to an awesome series because you know what everybody's background is different not everybody grew up with watching nickelodeon and are you afraid of the dark well a little audio issue there uh not everyone grew up with this show but i did so let me go ahead and hit you with it are you afraid of the dark was a weekly show that aired saturday night on the very last slot in uh nick's snick block uh basically it would come out every saturday from 8 to 10 o'clock and at 9 30 it was time for Are You Afraid of the Dark. came right after Ren and Stimpy. I uh, remember it very, very well. And Are You Afraid of the Dark was a, like I said, an episodic uh, TV, uh, horror TV show, dedicated, like, put towards kids, geared towards kids. I'm, I swear I've, I've done a few of these episodes before. Uh, it's not my first time. But this, the, the show was, was so good. It was more like... I want to say like an like an anthology uh, horror TV show, but not not quite like that. It was like Tales from the Crypt. Hard, like, I try so hard to say cribbed every episode and not slip in the crypt, uh, but it was like Tales from the Crypt for kids. Basically, you had a group of I think about eight friends who would get together uh, at, around the campfire. They would all take turns uh, being part of the secret society that would tell uh, scary ghost stories, the Midnight Society they were called. And every week they would uh, kind of take turns telling a different tale uh, and we would get to uh, watch it uh, as they told it, as they narrated. And it was, uh, you know, it was it was an awesome show. Now, I, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think it was... Um, if you had to ask me what one of my favorite TV shows uh, was as a kid, this one would probably be it. It'd be the one I would lean towards uh, the most. I feel like there might be some cartoons that that like you know give it a run for its money, but I feel like if I had to pick one to watch, you know, 
um, all the time, I feel like I'd stick to Are You Afraid of the Dark. It lasted for seven seasons, about, I think, 92 episodes, so uh, it was around for a long time. It actually went on hiatus for a few years, and then they went ahead and brought it back. Um, so I think it ended right around when I was, uh, like, you know, in the early years of middle school, and then it came back, like, right as I started to enter uh, high school. Uh, so super, super cool. Um, I really, really did love this show. Now, that being said, there's a lot of chatter uh, online. People are, you know, I just don't understand it, man. People are upset that that this is actually, you know, being made and brought forth by Nickelodeon. They are nervous that it is going to ruin the original series. And I honestly don't get that at all. I am shocked and appalled uh, that that is something that people are concerned about. Um, mostly because, like, well, first off, I love this show. Uh, the show's great, and it's great for, you know, I feel like one of, of multiple reasons. Um, but the very first reason, um, and not to take anything away from it, but the very first reason that it is so great is because it is the giant, there's a giant nostalgia factor here. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark is a show that a lot of us grew up with, uh, you know, when we were kids watching. And it is, you know, a giant part of why I do this podcast. It was one of the things that really sparked my interest and in, not really maybe sparked my interest in horror because by then I was already kind of kind of into like the scarier stuff but it, it nurtured it and it kept it going uh throughout a time where maybe I couldn't watch as many like you know like slasher films because I watched like poltergeist and gremlins and stuff like that and throughout the 90s we still had horror but it was a little bit more violent and I couldn't necessarily watch all of it um but you know there was are you afraid of the dark which I could watch every week so these are the stories like, you know, I grew up with like Zebo the Clown and uh, like Dr. Vink and like the Phantom Cab and like the Monkey's Claw, like all these. Uh, the, I love the one with the oh, it's like the tale of station like 1045 or something like that, where they have to turn to a certain station and people are going there to die. Like the, the show was uh, like the some of the episodes were actually like really creepy looking. And a lot of times, like the things that, that happened like, like, the kids didn't always, like, make it out okay. Like, for the most part, when you watched, like, you know, like, I don't know, any type of, like, any any fairy tale or really any kids movie where the kids were in peril, like, if you ever watched it when you were, like, a kid, like, growing up, like, the kids always made it out okay. Like, it never went bad for them. But a lot of times in Are You Afraid of the Dark, it did go bad for them. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was super unique for its time. So you were getting, like, fresh... You know, fresh takes on uh, on stories. You were getting some like awesome like recreations of uh, some like older tales, uh, and it was just it was just cool. And it was kids telling it, so it was easy to relate to because it was aimed at kids, and kids were telling you the stories. So it was it was, it was like it was like the sweet spot if you were growing up in the nineties. Uh, so because of that, uh, and because of the show, like it's it's quality, and because really a lot because we, we grew up with it like that series holds like such a great spot in our memory which is totally fine and you might be thinking like you're leaning towards you know you know loving that so much wouldn't you be nervous that they're going to ruin it and my response to that is no and let me tell you why because like nostalgia is such a huge factor here if you go back and watch those episodes now i'm not going to say that they're that they're like bad or anything like that because they're not like i find them entertaining i still like the series today i think it's fun to watch it uh but you really can't take away from the fact that um you know that sometimes you know it's a little cheesy and that's fine that is 
absolutely and perfectly fine. You know, they had a low, they had a low budget. They couldn't have the best sets. They couldn't have like you know the best uh, actors all the time. Um, but they told a good story. Um, but you can't, you know, I feel like you you, you can't pretend that there aren't some moments in Ari Freya the Dark, even in the good episodes, that aren't a little corny. It's not like this was, you know, like the scariest show of all time, uh, you know, and if they if they there's so much at stake, they don't want them to ruin it. They can't they can't ruin this for you because what makes Are You Afraid of the Dark so great is the experience that you had when you were watching it when you were a kid growing up. Like and no movie or remake or anything like that is going to take that away from you. If that happened, you lived it. So, like you know, you gotta you gotta just be happy that they're bringing back Are You Afraid of the Dark. A lot of people hate on remakes, and I and I get it. You know, but it, there was a big uh, today's hashtag like the big one on Twitter was like disappoint me in three words or like anger me in three words or something like that and I said remakes are better um, and of course I was I was just kidding uh, but sometimes like it's not it's you can't necessarily hate on the remake because when you have a remake and even especially like this one like I afraid of the dark when you have something bringing back uh, a fr- a title a franchise, a property, whatever, that was super popular to try to, like, you know, a lot of people are like, they're trying to make money off of it. Of course, I got news for you. Anything that you're watching, they're trying to make money off of. That's not a new concept by any stretch, you know, of the imagination. Um, and even if they're bringing this back and it is something that is beloved, no one's going to take away the personal experience that you had. That's always, like, that is that is yours. And I feel like that's what that's what people kind of get caught up in. We see Are You Afraid of the Dark? We see the logo, and immediately, boom! You know, it is like 1997, and we're watching it like for the first time. But it's not, you know, that's the appeal of this. Like it's it's recognizable. It's a brand and a show that a lot of people you know remember, connect with strongly. So hopefully, they're gonna pull us in. But make no mistake, like. You know, people in their 30s are not the audience that this is for. This is on Nickelodeon. That is a kids' network. They want, they see the success of like The Walking Dead, It, Stranger Things, all of those things. And Nickelodeon is like, hey, don't we have like a previously really successful like horror franchise? We kind of do. It's Are You Afraid of the Dark? So let's bring it back. So they're bringing it back to try to get like, you know, kids excited about it again. And maybe depending on the success of the movie, we'll actually get an episodic show again, which would be awesome. I would totally watch that uh, because it would be a show like told by kids, like for kids. And just the fact that this is coming out again, like this is, like I said, this is why we do the show. This is gateway horror. Uh, It is for like, you know, kids of today's generation and i think that's awesome you know i don't really think they're gonna they're gonna screw it up at all if we watch this and we think it's cheesy like then we think it's cheesy as like you know adults watching it but you have to remember if you were an adult like i was not i was a kid when the first one came out but if i was an adult and watching it there would definitely probably be some cringe-worthy moments and i'm sure there'll be some in this one too but you know what they're bringing back um, like a show and a property that we all loved. So I feel like we just got to be happy that it that it's living on, you know, and it's still going. Uh, and who knows? Like, you might just have fun with it. Like, you know, everybody was super nervous about, like, DuckTales when it first came back. Uh, and, of course, you know, like, it was, it, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, they have that awesome theme music. Like, you just got to be happy. 
when this stuff comes out because it's a chance for you to go back and revisit the material that you love so much and maybe if you luck out they give you something awesome and if they don't give you something awesome then they they make it and then somebody else thinks it's great for every movie out there that you hate there's like a hundred people who love it so not everything necessarily needs to be for us so i'm hoping that we watch this and it's great and it's fun but you have to remember like this is new are you afraid of the dark for a new audience and that's good because the more people that watch horror and get into it, the more we're going to get. And the longer we'll just keep it going and we'll get some more awesome stuff. Um, so hopefully, Are You Afraid of the Dark coming out in theaters October 11th, 2019. Now, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this short episode of Tales from the Crib. If you want to continue the conversation about the Midnight Society over on Twitter, please reach out to me. I would love to go back and forth with you. Um, my Twitter name is at from the crib, C-R-I-B-B-E-D, and I will listen to you. Check you guys out next week. and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the switch it up show if you hear that sound that of course is the itch for the switch and my name is glenn and i'm going to be your host as together we go through the wonderful world of everything that is nintendo switch and maybe this week you know what i gotta be honest with you ladies and gentlemen not everything okay we're gonna kind of give you a little bit of a shortened show this week we're gonna squeeze the accordion that is the switch it up show to a much smaller size uh, and we're only gonna really focus on two uh, little segments to be honest with you um you know one is kind of a segment and eh, we'll, you'll see you'll see when we get to it but before we do let's go ahead and just let these sweet sweet tunes roll for just a second So our first segment, first of two, is going to be potent power-ups. Now, in this segment, normally we feature a few different articles of uh, news, a little, a little bits, uh, bits and pieces of information that we hear from the wonderful world of the Nintendo Switch, and we kind of just go back and forth with them right here. But since I am flying solo on this episode, uh, really, I just noticed one thing that I thought was super cool, and I thought I would bring it up because it looked interesting, and that's the fact that if you happen to have a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, you can actually use it over on Steam, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, not only does the uh, does the Steam platform support uh, the Pro Controller, it also supports uh, the gyro. Uh, so, you know, if you move the controller up, down, left, you know, 
front, back, whatever, if you tilt it, uh, the gyroscope will work. Uh, so if you're looking for like the perfect controller uh, to be able to play some of the Steam games on, you really can't like you know you really can't go wrong with uh, with the Switch Pro controller. And even like to be honest with you, like I've got a PS4, um, I have a you know have a Wii, uh, you know, have a GameCube. Uh, the this Nintendo Switch Pro controller is one of the most comfortable controllers I have ever used. And I, yes, this is a this is a Switch show, so of course I'm going to be like happy for the Nintendo Switch. But I'm telling you, it is super comfortable, easy to reach all of the buttons. The battery life on it is absolutely like pure insanity. It feels like that thing lasts forever. Um, they really, really kind of like you know like just hit it out of the park with the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Uh, so I mean, if you were looking for a controller that you want to be able to now use to not only play the games on your Nintendo Switch, but you want to bring it over to your computer, go through your Steam library. I mean, that, that's a great thing because it's gonna, it's awesome for like the retro games. It's really good for some of the newer games. I mean, you, you, just, you just can't go wrong with it. So the fact that it's out there and it's supported on Steam, that's good. And anytime that, you know, we have Nintendo controllers being used on other platforms and people get like a little bit of a taste of, you know, what it's like to use it, maybe that opens the door uh, for them to buy a Nintendo console, like, you know, in the future. Uh, and if not, then maybe more people at least try the controller out and they say, this is good. You know, it's good news for Nintendo. Uh, anytime any of their stuff can be used anywhere else. I mean, you don't really see that with a lot of, with a lot of things. Yes, you can use the PS4 controller for their remote play. You can use the Xbox controller on Windows. But, I mean, nobody used the gamepad, uh, I'm, of course, I'm, as soon as I say that. As soon as words leave my mouth, I'm going to find a video later. But, like, for the mo I'm going to go ahead, I'll say it. Like, no one's using the gamepad to play their Switch games. Like, that's just, uh, that's just not happening. No one's hooking up the, the gamepad to their PC. Uh, and I do remember when people were trying to get the Wii Remote uh, to be able to play uh, on the PC as well. Uh, and that was, like, a whole, uh, a whole thing, too. So, I mean... Just the fact that this works, uh, I think, is uh, super cool. So, if you've done this, um, you know, I would love to. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us over at Switch It Up Show uh, and uh, let me know kind of what your experience is like. I personally have a Mac. I don't really do a ton of gaming on it, uh, even though there is Steam on the Mac. Uh, but the fact that I can use my uh, Switch Pro controller, uh, that definitely does make it a little bit more tempting because I definitely want to have like you know a controller in my hand. I know a lot of people are like way into the keyboard and everything like that, but I haven't used the keyboard for gaming since like you know Doom, like OG Doom. So it's 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 been a while. But that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you uh, for listening to our first segment, uh, Potent Power-Ups. Now, we're going to go ahead, keep moving, keep it moving, ugh, and <laughs> roll right over into Press Continue. I lied. I lied to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're not doing Press Continue. Press Continue is our new releases segment. I'm sure there's a ton of awesome games coming out on Nintendo Switch this week. Please, please. Uh, head over to um, Nintendo.com. Check out the game guide so you can see all of the games that are coming out. There may be a lot of games coming out this week, but the one game that we're really going to focus on that we're going to be talking about is Toki Tori. Uh, that is our review uh, right here in the Let's Play segment. Uh, Toki Tori is a whopping $4.99 on the Nintendo eShop, and you are eligible for up to 25 gold coins when you buy this. I'm telling you, digital is the way to go. You can get yourself an awesome SD card right now actually over on Amazon they're selling they're selling the SanDisk 200 gig card I believe it's $62 that is a great great price uh, especially when you're picking up games for like five bucks like 
you need you need that space because you will buy a lot of games uh, and Toki Toys should definitely be one of them. Let me go ahead and hit you with the synopsis. Join the millions of players around the world who enjoy this classic puzzle platform now platformer now on the Nintendo Switch. Take control of Toki Tori, a surprisingly heroic chicken as he puzzles his way through 80 plus levels spread over five unique worlds. Toki Tori isn't very athletic, he can't even jump. Luckily he has his his own great tools at his disposal, including the Telewarp, Freeze-O-Matic, and Instant Rock, which is trademarked by the way. Creative thinking and problem solving are all that's required to collect every egg in each level, but don't worry. When you get stuck, you can always rewind the time, and if all else fails, use the wild card to skip a level. Toki Toy for Switch is the most detailed portable version of the game so far, and at this price, why would you why wouldn't you give it a go? Classic egg collecting puzzle puzzle platformer, that's a tongue twister, 80 plus levels and 5 worlds with dozens of hours of gameplay, a wide variety of puzzle solving items and weapons, never get stuck, rewind the time or skip a level, super smooth graphics at 60 frames per second, HD rumble support, and video capture support. This game came out on March 30th, 2018, so we're a little bit behind the eight ball here on the Switch It Up show, but you know what, there's our first time for everything, uh, and I wanted to make sure that we did not leave out Toki Tori because it is a very fun game. So let me go ahead and give you a little bit uh, of uh, my experience with it. Now, first of all, when I fired up Toki Tori, one of the first things that I noticed uh, was the awesome, bright, colorful graphics. This game looks gorgeous. Um, I really, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I really like it, it, it's not it's not a platformer in the traditional sense because like they said Toki Tori cannot jump so you're going left you're going right um, and you really need to take a moment and, and think about what you're doing because you see a game like this that's bright and colorful and like myself I grew up on Sonic the Hedgehog so I see this and immediately I want to go to the right uh, and just like keep on going and I just want to go through the whole level but that's not how it works you have to make sure that you go through the level in the correct way otherwise you're not going to be able to get all of the eggs so even though it might be tempting to run into this awesome looking atmosphere you need to take a moment take a deep breath and look around before you start going before you start going crazy luckily like they said you have a few different ways to be able to go through and get all of these eggs the rewind of uh, the time is a great way for you to um, to go back and try again because there's going to be times where it happens where you fall down and you're not going to be able to get yourself back up uh, there are a couple of different uh, tools at your disposal, uh, like they said, where you can morph through a wall, um, you can uh, freeze something, there, there's, uh, you can build uh, bridges to kind of help yourself over, but you only get so many of each power. So you really have to kind of be creative and think about how you're going to use the tools at your disposal in order to get all of the eggs. It does get progressively harder as you go on, uh, but not so far that it's unfair or anything like that. Uh, and you can definitely get them all, but the game does challenge you. You know, there are times where it is hard. There are some times where I was like, you know what, I have the level skip here. I'm going to go ahead and use it so I can keep on going. And then I'd be in the next level and I'd get through it like, you know, without a problem. Uh, but uh, each level is uh, completely different. Like they said, there's over 80 uh, different levels across five different worlds. 
and they do a really good job at breaking up the scenery. Uh, there's some levels that go that have like a haunted castle in the background. There's other levels that are covered in slime. Uh, there's some other ones where you're like under a giant moon. Uh, there's someone, some that look like they're pulled out of like the Green Hill Zone and Sonic the Hedgehog. So you get a wide variety of different level uh, levels that it's set against. Uh, and like I said, I really like the idea of being able to go back uh, and uh, you know, you know, and rewind the time and, and bring it back. Um, I like the fact that there's probably a couple different ways to do each level. Your brain needs to be a little bit active when you're playing Toki Tori, but not so much that you need to be a straight up genius. It's not, uh, you know, it's not frustrating. Um, the game itself, I shut the HD Rumble off. I'm not a big fan of HD Rumble. I do that with like every game. So, like, you know, don't take it personally, uh, Toki Tori. Um, this, uh, this game, like, it is, it is interesting that you can't jump because there are a lot of times where you want to jump, and that's like a whole thing. That's like the whole thing of the game. That's what makes it fun. Uh, the fact that you just can't jump over everything and you have to kind of slow, like I said, slow it down, think about what you're doing um, before you rush into any situations and go through and collect everything. And it's also neat because it looks like a platformer. It kind of plays like a platformer, but it's a puzzle game. Um, it's not, uh, and it's, if you're maybe not the biggest fan of traditional puzzle games, this might be a game, you know, that's for you. It's almost like if you were playing Bubble Bobble, but you couldn't jump. Uh, and there are enemies around here, so you do have to be careful. Um, so it's in a way it's harder than bubble bobble but it's a little bit more predictable there are some times where if you're not going through and getting everything in bubble bobble things are going to come after you and like fast and furious this one even though there are enemies that you have to look out for it's not um you know it's not absolutely horrifying or anything like that and luckily you have a few different things at your disposal in order to deal with the enemies that you do have but that being said you need to make sure that you use your resources wisely because you will end up in a situation where you might not be able to accomplish everything Thing. in which case you better hope you have that wild card so you can go ahead and skip to the next level uh, i like it this is this game uh it plays off of itself uh it's not too uh it's not too hard it's just challenging enough uh the levels are really cool the music is fun like i, I like it i think uh you know i had a good time with this game um it is like i said four dollars and 99 cents on the nintendo eShop. it is totally worth it for that price um i would probably give this game a um you know, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a four out of five. And the only reason I'm gonna give this a four out of five is even though I definitely enjoyed this game, I had a lot of fun uh, playing it. Like the puzzle games, for the most part, are not really, you know, not really up my up my alley. Um, I did have. I really do like the twist of not being able to jump. That's like this big. That's like this big thing, really, is that it looks like a platformer, uh, but you can't jump. And because you can't jump, it turns into a puzzle game, and it becomes like, okay, now how am I gonna do this? I think the one thing uh, as I was playing with this, uh, and really it's almost just like muscle memory, because uh, as you're playing it, you're like, I want to run, I want to run, you know, and and I kept being like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like I can't, I can't do that, I can't do that. Um, so it really kind of forces you to play um, a game that looks very traditional in a completely different type of way, and that's like that's the hook for this game. Uh, and it, don't get me wrong, it resonated with me. I had fun with it, uh, but uh, there were just uh, so many moments where I was like, "Oh, like I wish I could." I, it'd be cool if you had a, like a power where you could jump. Um, that would be neat. Not like you could use it that often or anything like that, because I get it. That's the whole thing. 
Um, but uh, maybe like if you go through and you beat the game, you unlock the ability to go through and jump and, and then play it. You know, it turns into like a whole other game or something. Um, that would be that would be really cool. I, I do like Tokitori. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just, um, you know, like even though I had a, had a great time with it, it just wasn't uh, wasn't quite. It's not just quite for me. You know, it's good. It's uh, just maybe a little too, too rich for my taste, uh, so to speak. And maybe there's just not, uh, you know what it is? There's just a little bit too much puzzle, not as much like platforming. But, that you know, that's fine because it's not a platformer. It's a puzzle game. Um, so, really, I should probably be leaning towards four and a half. Uh, but, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, this, this, is, this is part of my show. We're going to give it a 4.25. So, we're going to slice it right down the middle between four and four and a half. Toki Tour, and especially for $5, you should really go ahead and pick this up. If you're, if you're a big fan of puzzle games and you like the look of the traditional platformer, you're going to have a great time with this. Uh, that's Toki Tori on the Nintendo eShop. $4.99. Please, if you have played this game, um, let us know what you think over at Switch It Up Show on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. And even if you haven't played uh, Toki Tori, you know, that is okay. You can talk to us about something else. Because remember, if you are ever bored, you can always switch it up. <laughs>